Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck. And today it is Power Hour, where we power rank something every Wednesday. And this Wednesday, not only are we celebrating Power Hour, but we are also celebrating a Festivus for the rest of us. A day where in Seinfeld canon, you gather your family around and you tell them all the ways that you have disappointed us over the past year. And we're going to do that with all our fantasy players today. Craig. Did you get the Festivus poll out of the crawl space? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm setting it up tomorrow morning. I can't wait. <laughs> this is great because all of us are not in the fantasy championships. And this is what you do when you're not in the fantasy championship. It's the Festivus for the rest of us. The rest of us not playing fantasy football anymore. So this is perfect. I- I'm so excited. <laughs> and remember, classic, the traditional Festivus uh, means, DK, I don't know if you know this, but you no know decorations on the Festivus poll because tinsel Uh-oh. is distracting. Okay. Duly noted. I find tinsel distracting. (laughs) So so we're going to power rank all the players, all the, uh, well, for those who may not be um, steeped in the Festivus tradition, which one, what are you doing? But uh, Festivus begins with the airing of grievances Mm. and we're going to power rank all our grievances through the season. We're going to do this power hour style, baby. So if you're not familiar with power, very simple. After two minutes, you'll hear this sound from Tom, Tom club. Great song. No grievances with Tom. Great song. No, none. None. Perfect song. And if you're on Fandle TV, you might hear um, something. No, actually, that's our grievance with Tom. Tom is that they wouldn't let us play it on <laughs> Fandle TV. So there you go. So freaking, you know, we can't Fandle TV hear something else. But all right. Without further ado, we're just going to dive right in to the airing of grievances. You got a lot of problems with you people. Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. Shouts out Jerry Stiller, man. All-time yeller. Like top five yeller in the history of of Hollywood. (laughs) Should we rank yellers? We should. (laughs) Old yeller. 
man. Lewis Black is up there as oh, a yeller. Incredible Sandler. Yeller. I think you got to add Sandler. Really? <laughs> oh, Sandler can really let it go. I That's think this true. is actually, there's something here, Craig. We gotta You're going to die, clown. <laughs> Come on. Who, who can do that? that? clown. Bob Barker. So, yeah, no, that's good. Email us during your gmail.com for people who should be the yelling hall of fame. Number one, though, Aaron grievances. Yeah. And also you guys submitted the people that you would like to grievance air. And I just raped them. But DK, I want to start with you. You have um, you have Tony Pollard running back for the Cowboys. Yeah, DK, I think we all do. Let it yeah. all agree. So, first of all, this was one of our favorite players, if not our favorite. It, player it was our. Yeah, yeah okay. let's just say we went it. on the Bill Simmons podcast and we're like, he should be the number one pick of the draft. Just I literally. Uh, I'm so mad at myself. I started off the year being like, didn't he break his leg in 2023? And by the end, I was like, Tony Pollard, what a steal. I feel like <laughs> we should listen to Heifetz more, maybe. Anyway, yeah. ta- mm. th- my animosity towards Tony Pollard came to a head on Sunday. I think it was Sunday, long weekend, uh, when he took a pitch play to the outside, looked like he was pretty much wide open, had a clear lane to the end zone, and somehow miraculously got tackled at the one-yard line. I still don't really understand how he did not get into the end zone. I think if they reran that play 1000 times, he would get in every single time. Like it was that ridiculous. I, I truly cannot believe he didn't score a touchdown. On this play. <laughs> it was like one guy there. He had a blocker in front of him and he ran directly into the guy and got tackled at the one yard line. The next play, the Cowboys fumble. They don't score. Tony Pollard finishes the game, 12 rushes, 38 yards to completely complete his campaign of wrecking your fantasy and my fantasy seasons. Um, yeah, I'll let you guys take it, take over from here. I'm just very frustrated with this. I'm trying to look at Tony Pollard has scored 20 points once this season and he's the starting <laughs> running back. I, I, he's probably, he probably has done that six other times on Dallas as the backup. Right. And the, the man is inept as the starting running back on this team. And I'm not sure I'll ever be able to recover, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter how, how strengthened his tibia fibula is next year. It might not make a difference. It might be too far gone for me. I uh, Somebody tweeted at this, tweeted me this the other day. It was basically like that play was a microcosm for the se- season. It was a fifth percentile outcome. Like uh, the t- this was always in the cards. Failure was in the cards for Tony Pollard. But this is a very explosive player and a very good offense. He is the lead back with almost all the volume. And he was terrible. I still don't understand how this happened, uh, but it did. Maybe it's because he broke his leg this year. Five games, he had 20 or more points last year. He's done it once this year as the sole starter. He came out in the media to, like this week and was literally talking about how he finally feels healthy, finally feels explosive, yeah. he feels like himself, and he gets tackled at the one-yard line on a play that literally any other player in the NFL would have scored on that play. I don't, I don't understand. M- maybe even DK, if he were the running back, could have scored. <laughs> I could talk about Pollard a lot. We, Anyways, we, we can move on. All, I just maybe we shouldn't count on um, a guy who broke his leg this year to be the most explosive player of the league again. Yeah, it's probably it's fine. It's probably good. Next yeah. up here, we have um, Jalen Waddle, receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Craig, our I whatever the opposite of beloved is. Jalen Waddle catfished us. <laughs> it's look. It's not the raw numbers that are the issue. DK has, def- has defended him all year. The raw numbers are fine. It's the context of the numbers. He's basically missed two games this year, and he still has over 1,000 yards already, 70-plus catches, four touchdowns. You're like, all right, look, is it incredible? No, but is it not bad? Sure. He's a wide receiver 22 in fantasy. <laughs> it's like, uh, but it's the context. If I told you at the start of this season, hey, by week 16, the Dolphins are going to lead the NFL in points scored. They will win the AFC East. Tua will lead the league in passing yards. He will throw the six most, pa- most passing touchdowns. 
One player on the team will lead the league in all-purpose touchdowns. Another player will lead the league in receiving yards and threaten the all-time receiving yards record. And then you find out that Jalen Waddle is going to have 11 points per game that year. I think he'd be pretty pissed. He has four touchdowns on that team this year. Are you kidding me? They have the most points scored in the league. He's got four touchdowns. Raheem Mostert has 21. <laughs> oh, my God. I think also the amount of times Waddle wasn't there for you. Like, it's just the Austin Powers, like, Daddy wasn't there. And it's just like, <laughs> Great the song. Dolphins scored 70 points on the Broncos, and Waddle just wasn't a part of that. He wasn't even playing that day. But you miss, you feel uh, like you missed a part of the zeitgeist, even though you were you were there for it, and you still didn't get it. You still don't feel like you were part of it. Because, like, Tyreek Hill misses a game, and the entire offense changes. Jalen Waddle misses a game, and they score 70. <laughs> <laughs> And also the fact that Tyreek missed that game against Washington and they're like, oh yeah, Jalen Waddle could do this too. We just choose not to. He had he had 50 yards on one catch last week. Oh, hurt his eye, hurt his ankle. Yeah. He has, he has a high eye. ankle sprain that now. That's the thing. He has another eye. You need two eyes to Get catch back the out ball. There. Come on, you need depth you perception. Don't, you don't know that. I have been his defender throughout the whole season. And even I'll admit, this last game was very frustrating <laughs> just because... He had such a huge game last week. You think he's finally getting some momentum in, in the offense. And then, again, he just comes out and does nothing. Uh, by the way, this is not his fault necessarily. but Yes, it is. He gets banged up in every <laughs> single game. Has there ever been a game that he didn't leave like injured at some point? I know. I, I know Like you can't predict that stuff. But there, yeah. are, there are certain players that I just know will be banged like up. Deontay Johnson. Like Amari Mark Cooper, Cooper will be leave. banged up. And Deontay, <laughs> you know what? Deontay Johnson, you know what? Screw it. Deontay Johnson's on this list, too. Did you guys yeah, just you, say I'm, Amari Cooper at the exact same instant? That we did. Pretty, he's always hurt. That man yeah. is limping in every game. <laughs> Never think he's going to leave, though. Oh, God. Wait, speaking of the Dolphins, though, we all, Devon Achan, too. Running back for the Dolphins. Achan is right here. I spent 99% of my fab money on Achan in week three, as everybody else tried to. And I, to be really, I, I can't decide now if he's been a net positive or a net negative for your team. Literally. Like he goes for 49 points in that week, right? Then everybody adds in. There's a frenzy on the waiver wire. It's like a bank run to try and get <laughs> Devon Achan. Then the next two weeks are great. He has 25 and 21 points. You're like, this is, couldn't be working out perfectly. Then he gets hurt for five weeks and you're just expecting, all right, when he gets back, things will snap right back into place. He comes back in week 11, has two touches, gets hurt again. So that screwed you week, week 11, week 12. He's still hurt week 13. He comes back 23 points. Fantastic. And then three more weeks, the final three weeks of the season, week 14 through 16, he puts up nine, seven and three and just nukes any shot you had in the playoffs. He's disappointed you in four of seven games. You've started him this year. 100%. And three being the most important. I, I think that to your point, is it a net positive or negative? I think that Devon Chen's he's, he's a Tesla because you get the Tesla. You're like, this is so sick. It's great for the environment. It's cool to have. And then also, you know, it's got this autopilot thing and then you actually get it. You're like the Dolphins offense. I don't know if this autopilot actually works. And then also you're like, I got to charge this thing. The electricity is coming from somewhere. I don't actually know if this is helping the environment at all. <laughs> you're like, you know, you thought it was electric car. You're like, Devon Achan is the fastest guy in the world. Like, he's got to help my team. He, he actually, I think he's hurting your team. Where are they making these batteries? Some, somebody's <laughs> got to make these batteries. You know, it's like global conflicts and everything. I want a recall. I want to recall an Achan. I'm not near a charging station. What am I supposed to do? Craig, you might as well, you might as well be talking bad about my own son, Calvin. This is like as bad as it feels <laughs> right now. Uh, but at the same time, I do kind of understand where you're coming from. I feel, I feel like the Devon Achan. The problem with him is like you expect him to have like 20 double digit points. points. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then do. when he doesn't do it, it's like wildly disappointing. But like there's a lot of players, like pretty, almost every single player in the NFL, except for 
Christian McCaffrey has bad games. And I so, hear you, DK, but I also would have like 20 points over the last three weeks combined. That would have been I know, good, but, but he, Craig, Craig was talking, there's like a five-week period there where he averaged like 16 points. It's like, this isn't the worst player in the NFL. It's just expectations versus reality. You only started him for two of those weeks, though. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about the, the those the five games you started him for. Like, this was, it was like a 20-point game, 25-point game, 21-point game, 23-point yeah, game, yeah. and then he had one bad game in there. To me, it's expectations versus reality. Also, you might as well just be tough. You might as well just tell me my own son sucks, Craig. I'm just going well, to defend him. Maybe he does. I don't that. know. I, I'm not God. I you don't, don't know. You don't, you don't know him. You don't know <laughs> Calvin. Okay. Anyway. All I'm saying is, is like going into next year, it, it might be the rare case where people who didn't have Devon A. Chan in fantasy value him more than the people who did. Right. I think that's... It's going to be fascinating, actually, where he goes and drafts. We have to write this down. I, I, I feel like Devon Chen next year is going to be the hard... One, we have to figure out the other examples of who have been the hardest players to price entering a season in the history of fantasy football because A. is going to be on the list. Because if you didn't have him, all you kind of remember are his like 70-yard touchdown bursts. And if you did have him, you're like, this guy murdered me in the playoffs. But also, upside-wise, I mean... <laughs> it's like, you do it like... I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be weird. It's actually, 12 yards to carry. We're gonna I, I, I need to see a song. lot out of Devin, Devon. He, in he the is next the, per- he's four the perfect weeks. example of the siren song. Hype. It's like yeah. you said, like, oh, like I'm picture every time I pictured Devon HN, when I put him in my starting lineup, I'm like, he's going to get me 25 to 40 points easily. He's and a sexy like, player. That's why we it. should not take him. <laughs> yeah. Next up, oh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup received for the Rams. DK, the, the, yeah. air, please air your grievances here. I feel like this is a, a very good example, too, of the siren song of like upside where you have I had visions. This is I this happened to me literally. So I'm just explaining to you what happened to me in my season. Cooper Cup, I had visions of him winning the Triple Crown in my head the entire season. I picked him in the second round, even though he had a little bit of a hamstring thing going on after I picked him. He gets he aggravates the injury, goes on IR. So you automatically miss the first four weeks when he comes back two really good weeks back in. Triple crown, back on. This guy's going to be a league winner. Trade for him. Sell the farm to get this guy. Absolutely. But then from there on, he was a complete lemon. He he went five straight weeks without scoring six points. He had six or less points for five straight weeks. So uh, basically, when I look at this, I'm not only did Cooper Cup cost you your season, probably, if you had him on your team, but if you didn't trade him, it doubly hurt you. And if you, if you traded away Puka Nakua because you were worried about Cooper Cup coming back, then it doubly F'd you too. So he like not only ruined people that were like, he ruined people's seasons if he was on your team. He also ruined seasons of people that had Puka Dakua and traded him. So to me, it's just like this guy, he, he was a horrifying pick in fantasy. He really ruined my season. Uh, even when he came back late in the season, he had 13, 21, and 21. Get you back on board, suck you back in. Yeah. And then in the second round of the playoffs, he puts up a complete dud. And I lost to Heifetz in the Ringer Fantasy Football League, mostly because of Cooper Cup. So we got to make this another rule. If you see a specialist guy. for an injury in a state <laughs> six states away in August, we're not taking you. I don't care. With that said, 31-year-old Cooper Cup heading into next year after a banged up, disappointing year, I am <laughs> all the way it. in. I think Craig's I am right. so in. Craig's right. <laughs> I, you have to draft him. He's going to be fantastic. He's like the new Mike year. Evans. Yes. This is the perfect by the dip moment for Cooper You're Cup right, right now. Like people who didn't have Cooper Cup this year are going to look at Craig like totally sober. I'm never, I'm never picking Cooper Cup again. Next up, well, well we got DK all, all riled up here. I mean, who better to air grievances look, right now? Arthur Smith, coach of the Falcons. 
It's shocking that this is fifth. I know. I'm it shocked. Surprised me this that we fifth. went this long without mentioning Arthur Smith. By I wanted way, to get you frothed up before you. I kind of. You know what? Like this is. I called him the Napoleon of crime for fantasy crime. <laughs> that uh, was a weird. I meant to ask you about that. I didn't really get it. It's it's from Sherlock Holmes. Uh, oh, the Moriarty. Movie? Sherlock Holmes's nemesis is Moriarty, and Sherlock Holmes calls him the the Napoleon of crime because he's a genius. He's got like. All the different, you know, he's got his little fingers and everything going on, like all across Europe. He's got, you know, he's just a genius. And I think Arthur Smith, I think he might actually be a genius because he eventually, he after, you know, kind of sucking for a long time during the middle of the season, uh, seemed to sort of give in to the fantasy people and started playing Bijan Robinson a lot. Started giving him a ton of carries, started featuring him in the offense. And as soon as the fantasy playoffs got here, pulled that rug right out from under us, totally screwed everybody that started to trust Arthur Smith, which was our fault. We should never have done that. In the first game of the fantasy playoffs, Tyler Algier, twice as many carries as Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson had a season-low snap rate, if you don't count the headache game. Um, and he had a season-low carry rate, if you don't count that game as well. So basically, I think Arthur Smith was playing the long game to really just stick it to fantasy players. I, I, he doesn't care about his job. I mean, he, he lost to the Panthers that game. Like, he really, truly doesn't care about his job. Only thing he cares about is ruining our fantasy seasons. And he, you know what? He did it. I got to almost give him his credit. He did it. Is there any chance in hell you draft an Arthur Smith <laughs> player next year in fantasy football? No, absolutely not. There's no way. There's no way. First of all, uh, Kyle Pitts, I'm I'm done with that. This, that train has sailed. I'm not doing that again. Um, Obviously. Drake London, the volume just simply isn't there. There's just no value. Um, and Bijan Robinson, I just like, I don't want to fall for it again. I'm not, I'm not going to do the Bijan thing. Just can't do it anymore. The Napoleon of fantasy crime, Arthur Smith. And it, by the way, he's probably not going to lose his job, which is a disappointment for a lot of us. <laughs> On that note, next up here, I have Devontae Adams, receiver for the Raiders. He's kind of been a Gladesburg. I had this in mind. Hyphus. Here's the thing. I'm with you. I'm with Since you. You mentioned all the stuff about the Falcons. I would never draft a Falcon player again. Since week four, Devontae Adams has been the 36th best receiver in fantasy, which is behind Drake London. Ugh. This, Devontae this is Adams the worse than Drake this London. The name. His Yikes. name is the problem. And it's it, Devontae Adams. You have you, to start him. You could argue he's the worst player in the entire year because you <laughs> probably started him every single year. And if you just again, look at the simple, very not advanced formula of how bad were you times how often you were started, like utilitarian who hurt the most people, it might be Devontae. And you know, to your point, DK, about the Falcons. I, how much do I say about Travis Kelsey before the season? I was like, well, his receiving numbers are akin to Devontae Adams. Like, how would you feel if you could start Devontae Adams at tight end? That's been like Travis Kelsey the last five years. So I went and I actually plugged in Devontae Adams at tight end. He had under nine points per game. So he would have been the tight end 13 this year since week four. Devontae uh. Adams was the behind Jake Ferguson in points per game. <laughs> and I say all this because Devontae Adams since week four was a half a point per game better than Kyle Pitts. Oh my wow. gosh. If you imagine starting Kyle Pitts at flex every week, that's what Devonte Adams has been for you since October. Once again, never ever draft wide receivers with shitty quarterbacks. <laughs> Don't ever do it. It, Craig, it just won't work out. Case in point, it's the fan, it's the semifinals of the fantasy playoffs and the Raiders completed zero passes after the first quarter. Zero. Just don't ever do it. Zero. Don't ever do it. Passes oh, after the first quarter. Only elite top 10 quarterbacks. That's it. Can be thrown to your wide receivers <laughs> on your team. Otherwise, uh, move on. I don't know. If he gets traded, though, back in. 
What do we do? I, we need a rule on this one too, where it's like he was complaining in May to the, to our company, The Ringer, and was like, "Yeah, I don't know about this Jimmy G thing. Didn't think that was a good idea." Everything yeah. looks so obvious now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. Should we do? Should we do at the end of the season like a preview? Just pretend we ran it in August. You know how you know how Jeopardy has the they have like the category uh, stupid answers every once in a while they play it and it's basically like they describe the answer to you or the in the question or whatever like vice versa I know their question and answer but they just they it's like the answer is so incredibly obvious that it's like just a silly category. This is it's like, like the SNL thing. It's like this condiment w- right. uh, was derived from mustard seeds. <laughs> right, exactly. I feel like so many of these. So many of these mistakes we made in this fantasy season are just like stupid answers. Like, yeah, we should have known that 100%. Tony Pollard, what's the downside? Well, I mean, he broke his leg. He literally had a broken bone in his leg. Cooper Cup took a four-hour flight to uh, tend to his hamstring. Even though he lives in Los Angeles. The funny thing is, I was completely out on Brees Hall for the exact same reasons. Like he can't, he's coming off an ACL. Like okay, but Brees Hall is terrible. And if you had him, and you did, you might probably didn't make the playoffs. And he, I was so saying, like, I was out on Brees that Hall. That is the exception. And I should have been DK. out on Tony Pollard. Yeah, even Brees Hall being good though is the exception. Like you, you can't let that lure you in. You have to block those out. Got a lot of problems. You be. okay? I got, I got. This is a true. I, next up here, I'm going. I'm going a bunch of people. I, I this is what I'm going seven, eight, nine here. I'm wow. doing the whole Dude, like boom, 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 boom. All right, Buffalo Bills. All of you people, except Josh Allen, you're cool. <laughs> Everyone else, like f you, f you, like Gabe Davis, dead to me. No catches. Three of the last four weeks. What am I going to do? Put my season on the line with you in your hands. Best game of his year. 130 yards, season high, most fantasy points. You're dead to me, Gabe. It's Gabe. I like that. Yeah, gave him away. <laughs> Gabe. Dalton Kincaid. Two points last two weeks combined. I one one point seven actually. I'll give you decimals. One point seven points last two weeks combined. Dalton Kincaid, you're dead to me. Also, Stefan Diggs. Can I give you a freaking thing? I I realized. Do you know the best possible move you could have made? I'm serious. Do you know the best possible move you could have made He's for the fantasy up. playoffs? In retrospect, if you knew everything we know now, do you know what you should have done? You should have cut Stefan Diggs five weeks ago and let your main rival pick him up and start him every week. That is the best <laughs> possible move you could have made because Stefan, they would have picked him up. They would have put him in their lineup. And since week 10, Stefan Diggs is the 55th wide receiver. 55 for Stefan Diggs. Tough. The New York is really coming out of high. I'm right so now. mad. I'm, I literally prepared a <laughs> list of players and I'm going to read you. I want you to guess which of these players does not have more uh, fantasy points to Stefan Diggs in the last, what is it? Six weeks. Oh my God. Seven. I can't do math, but like, since I hate can- these, by the way, I hate, I hate realizing how bad of players you could have played in Stefan Diggs, <laughs> which <laughs> DJ Shark, Devonte Parker, Adam Thielen, Quentin Johnston, Darius Slayton, Demarcus Robinson. One of those players did not outscore. These, all these guys. It has like, to be Quentin Johnston. There's no yeah, way no, Quentin Johnston. <laughs> Devontae Park. DJ Chark was better than Stephon Diggs. Oh, God. You so, if you had caught him, you would have won your league. We got an email from somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't even remember at this point if we ran it or not. But basically, there was this joke in, in one random league where uh, nobody drafted Jalen Waddle in a draft. Oh, yeah. Like, by accident, nobody drafted Jalen Waddle. And then it's now this like tradition where like you're just not allowed to have Jalen Waddle. <laughs> and like every year there's just like a player you can't have. I, I thought that was an amazing idea. I think every year your league should nominate one player who's just who's just what's the praise? 
DK stuck in your craw. That's just in everybody's craw the whole season. <laughs> and I think it should be Gabe Davis. I don't think next year anyone should be allowed to draft Gabe you know, Davis. Like he just has to live league, on the waiver wire. Where Bills League yeah. has 13 teams, but like only 12 can play at a time. Yes. And the winner gets to kick someone out for a year. If the league gets to boot a player out of the league. It's of a fantasy for timeout for a year. And Gabe Davis is like, look, man, you're not on anybody's team this year. We'll see you in 2025. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Next up here, we have Chris Godwin, receiver for the Bucks. I think this is 10. Nobody got Craig madder this season than Chris I, Godwin. Oh. I've never seen Craig so mad in my life. He's usually a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. Chris Godwin and Chris Godwin ruined my 2023. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I had I got married this year and he ruined my my year. <laughs> you know, Chris Godwin has four touchdowns in his last 35 games. That's Jeez. so four. Bad. In his last 35, in that same stretch, Mike Evans has 23. Oh, my God. They're on the same team, and they kind of get the same amount of targets. The four are like an accident. Yeah, they are. They tip passes from Mike Evans. (laughs) That's like random blocking tight ends. Like Toy Lolo on the Falcons could have done that back Uh, then. Well, Heifetz, you say that. Uh, Let me list the other Bucks who have the same amount of TD catches as Chris Godwin this year. (laughs) Cole Keeft, Devin Tompkins, and David Moore all have the same amount of receiving touchdowns as Chris Godwin this year. Those Trey like Palmer has go, more. Those are the guys that go up and down from the practice squad based on what roster moves they need to make. Mike Evans has 13 touchdowns this year. Chris Godwin has one. Baker Mayfield has as many passing touchdowns as Tua this year. And Chris Godwin has one touchdown. Can we do it? Can I don't we know do what an to exercise? Do. We got to do an exercise of like the grossest looking team versus like the best looking team that scored the same amount of points. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> that, yes, the name do. value versus like just the Baker. whatever you want to call it, the discount, like we, the <laughs> ugliest, grossest team, the team that everyone made fun of you for drafting that scored the exact same po- amount of points is like the team with Waddle and Diggs and whoever, like Godwin. All David Montgomery versus Bijan Robinson. Yeah. It's just like, God, this, seeing the, those stats always just drives me up the wall. The, um, also, I got an idea. We, we should also do, we sh- at the end of the season, we should do a preview of the year, but we just say like, yeah, Bucks, Baker's going to be tied for like eight top eight touchdown passes. Chris Godwin. I mean, my God, he must be great this year. <laughs> I genuinely mean this when I say like, I'm never drafting him again. <laughs> I won't ever do it. Not even if unless Patrick fire. Mahomes gets yeah. traded to the Bucks. I will never draft him again. You know, the Black Panther soundtrack has a bunch of good songs, but one of them I forget. It's the one they're playing the car chase in South Korea. It's a sick song, but it's like there's a, a the, the chorus or bridge or something is, you're dead to me. 
You're dead to me. You're dead. And I just keep thinking of that every time I think about Gabe Davis or Chris Godwin. What else we got? Uh, next, well, you know, we got Craig Leathered up here. Next one, we got another one, Craig. You have Sam Howell, Washington quarterback. I actually had this one too. This He didn't get a point. In two quarterback leagues, he was played everywhere. He got negative like points seven in some of my minutes league. on the clock. I was going to say this, but also DK lost to me in the ringer league. I played Sam Howell. He got, uh, he got one fifth of a point. Yeah, he got point two points. Because I had Cooper Cup. <laughs> so... I want to tell a quick story here. I cut my teeth in fantasy football and learned the valuable lesson of a brutal fantasy loss because of a former Washington quarterback. It was 2006. I was 12 years old and I was playing in my first fantasy football league. It was week 16, December 31st, New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I had somehow made it to the championship game. I was down three so points formative. going into formative Sunday night football. Yeah. Three, I was down three going into Sunday night football. My opponent, a 45-year-old man who was in our league, who was the, the, the father of my <laughs> brother's friend, his name was Dave Kravitz, great guy, college football, uh, high school football coach, coached Roy Hallou and a couple other guys. Wow. Anyway, I'm down three. I'm like, I I'm going to beat a football coach. Year one, fantasy football. How amazing is this? Rex Grossman, <laughs> my quarterback, in this game, Goes two for 12. This is a points per completion two league, mind you. Points, I needed points three points. Completion. You points three per completion. Points in a points yes. per completion league? Yes. Oh my and God. Rex Grossman goes two for 12 for 33 yards with zero touchdowns, three picks, and a lost fumble. Gets me <laughs> negative points. I got negative two. Oh my two. God. And my uh. supervillain origin story was born. And now, in my, I, now I'm in a dynasty league. With DK and High Fitz and a bunch of people. I'm in the final four. We do a final four points rumble. Most points over the two. 17 years later. I have the team with Amari Cooper. I'm I'm killing it. And I'm like, look, as long as Sam Howell can get me 15 points. Mind you, this is the guy that from week four to week 13, Sam Howell led the NFL in passing yards. For 10 weeks, yeah, Sam Howell like led good. the NFL he in was passing good yards. Good in fantasy. Yeah. He was the QB five over that stretch. Sam Howell shows up today and gets me 0.2 fantasy points. Nukes any chance I have of winning the stupid league with DK and Heifetz. All because he got benched and went six for 22 in a football game. And I will never draft a Washington quarterback ever again. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is great. One that makes a lot of sense. We're also going to have to commission like scientists to study how Sam Howell led the league in passing yards, and yet Terry McLaurin, Dotson, and Curtis Samuel were all, like, pretty bad. The most worthless. <laughs> what happened to Dotson? Dotson, to me, is like, we need to figure out how he went missing. Sam Howell, like, not like not only did, did Sam Howell murder us in fantasy football, he, like, literally murdered his teammates. He, like, dismembered John Dotson. Where do the yards go? It's like a money laundering operation. They don't add up. <laughs> is, yeah, seriously. How has this restaurant been open for 20 years? I've never seen a person in there. They're not even open on Sundays. You're like, <laughs> why would they do that? They literally never. What is going on here? McLaurin is 33rd in receiving yards per game. Dotson is 70th. It doesn't, it doesn't Where are the up. yards going? I'm convinced there's like, they're hiding. Like, something. I don't get I don't it. It's off this the Pringle. There's a, there's a guy with the last name Pringle. That's he's getting all the yards. <laughs> I don't know. So they got two sets of books in Washington. I, or Craig, what was your reaction? Well, I, I would take me back to the Dude, uh, twelve-year-old Craig when that game ended. What were your? I, I got to look feelings? up. I I don't know how to run this search, but I want to also look up how many games in NFL history, like the twenty-first century, two for twelve a point per completion league have not gotten you two <laughs> three points. And he played the whole game. No, he got benched. Oh, okay. Still though, 12, I mean, he had four turnovers attempts. in like the first half. <laughs> 
<laughs> Aaron Rodgers had more points than Rex Grossman in, uh, in that game where he played four snaps. That's great. That's incredible. All right. Well, I, I can't tie. I don't have any like childhood anger um, to sort out. Or <laughs> sure trauma. you do. Well, I do, but not right now at this very moment. <laughs> um, next up here, I have to do, I got a bone to pick. Dude, Sleeper, the app, the fantasy app. Oh my God, what a hit Go have off. you taken for me? Well, dude, first of all, dude. before you get into it, I feel like all, all fantasy apps, their projections I agree. are awful. Yahoo right, projections, BS. The Sleeper <laughs> app is very divisive. I think, generally speaking, no one's like middle on it. There's ESPN, Yahoo are the big ones, CBS. Sleeper's like the first new one to come along and it's like good. People either like it more because it's for, more phone focused or hate it. It's but no one's like middle on it. I like it it's a lot. It's like if I, Candy Crush and fantasy football like melded together <laughs> to build an app. Nobody wants that. It's completely. Like, well, Candy Crush like the number one app on the iPhone. So like whatever. It's Lucky Charms ass platform in my so opinion. Here's the thing, I don't like it. Here's the thing though. The projections Oh my God, are you so dead to me, Sleeper? The, win, the Nine, win projections, yes. The win projections, when you're, like the player projections, then there's like, are like you Like the win? live let's, projections, Let's yes. be real. We all live or die by based on whether we're in green like you're winning or red like you're not, and you watch it go back and forth in your head. You know that this isn't 100% accurate, but let's be real. It affects your mood. Like, it goes up by 3%. Uh, you're like, oh! Like, it's just, it's deep Give in me the bones. dopamine! <laughs> dopamine! And so, Sleeper Push tells me, Sleeper tells you Christmas Day have a 99% Project chance to win heading into the final few games. I'm like, great. I'm going to be a great. For, I'm going to the Niners, 40 Ravens game, got all players. And I'm like, great. I'm going to be a great freaking family member. I'm going to not check my phone. I'm not going to be obsessing. I'm not going to be like, oh, fantasy football is working at Christmas. I'm not going to do any of that. I have 99% chance to win. I know it's not perfect, but it's 99. Zay Flowers catches one touchdown for the other guy. I'm down to 46. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I don't, I don't, I cannot tell you it was i think the most disproportionately tilting experience i've ever had in fantasy math you're on probation sleepers projections you're dead to me Hyvitz <laughs> was like that Hyvitz his team was like that it was like tony pollard trying to punch in that one yard touchdown <laughs> yeah. seriously dude i actually totally agree with this like but i i think it's not I, just sleeper. So do it's, I. It's every every app that i use for fantasy football there's like a projection like projected winner projected amount of points. i wish you could toggle it off you know you yeah. can turn off like instagram likes like i don't want to see it it yes. just ruins my day 100 like in on twitter you can like you can change who you can see like replies from and stuff like that. Like you can tailor it. So like your mental health is strong. This is exactly what you should do on fantasy apps. Like, um, but if it's like, to your point, it's a hundred percent true. Like for some reason, these in game projections are like really negative. Like they just assume a player can't score a touchdown. Dude, like, they also, they, <laughs> the idea, it's football. The idea, oh, we had no idea he'd get hurt, leave the game. Really? It's football. Oh my God. I just wanted to lose. I, there's, ah. there's been many, a, many a time where I look at those, those projections and I'm like feeling good. And then like five minutes later, I look back, I'm like, what the hell? I've lost, I think I've lost four games this year when I had over 90% chance of, of winning. Instagram yeah. is the right comparison because even though I know it, like the part of my brain knows like, you know, I understand that, oh, I shouldn't put them in stock in it. It's like, it's been so finely tuned to speak to my lizard brain that you can't look at it and not, oh my God, I'm getting so, I'm getting so angry. I Can I talk? Oh, uh, okay. So, I should have put to? this first. I, I will say I actually ended up winning the game with Brandon Ayuk. Oh my God. <laughs> He's so mad. It's what? just ruined Christmas. Brandon Ayuk caught, like, he had like 60 yards in the final like 90 seconds of the oh game after it told me I would lose. 80-20. This tells you all you need to know about Heifetz. Snip, snap. <laughs> so you have no idea the emotional toll, Craig. Snip, snap. 
So if you actually never checked your phone after seeing that you were at 99% and went to bed that night and woke up the next morning, you would have won and then you would have have no no problem with sleeper. I I would have, I checked 99, (laughs) went back down to 18, went back up to 100. It was like, uh, ugh. Also, like if you look at, if you look at those, a lot of times it's, um, you'll see like, for instance, one guy has, is projected to score 140 points. The other guy is projected to score like 145 points. And 90 to 10. It's yeah, 90 like to 70 to 30. I'm like, dude, that's like not very many points. That's a few big plays. It, that's the difference. <laughs> well, they probably the got like three about? interns in the back, like making that projection, <laughs> live projection algorithm or whatever the hell. Uh, I don't trust they're putting a lot of manpower into that. Yeah. The, also, the, I feel like a Jets fan who, if you just shut your phone off and enjoyed Christmas, like, oh, we won 30, 28. Cool. <laughs> you know, instead you were 20 and nothing and into 27, nothing, 20, 20, 27. All right. Other one, I got I got to keep rolling here. Other airing of grievances while we're here. Kickers. By the way, kickers. Can you, can you tell whose idea this was? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Okay. Also, Dustin Hopkins. You know what? NFL player is really tough. I do not want to besmirch the importance of injuries. Like, in, players play hurt through all this kinds of stuff, and it'll seriously, like, you know, obviously, we would never make light of anyone's health or anything. Having said that, Dustin Hopkins. With all due respect. With all due, with all due respect. <laughs> with all. <laughs> Dustin Hopkins, you motherfucker. I swear to God, do you know what it's like to lose a fantasy matchup because your kicker got hurt and got two <laughs> points? And the other guy had Jason Sanders for the Dolphins with 25 and hit like four 50-yard field goals. And you're just looking at it. You're like, I'm so stupid. I hate this stupid game. And I'm like, you know what? And you're the pro kicker guy. I, I, I am the you're, pro you're kicker a- guy. I am. I stay yeah. with that. Having said that, right. just stay in the game, Dustin. And I was like, oh. And then also, we how long have we talked this year about the, why can't the punters kick? Yeah, just yeah. fucking yeah. kick. Well, the Giants punter did that last week. Pulled his groin because he's using his leg different <laughs> this week. Shanked three punts and the Giants basically lost because of it. Because uh, he couldn't kick the ball more than 20 yards. It's embarrassing. It's genuinely embarrassing that a punter tries to kick a field goal and hurts his leg. I've always felt <laughs> the same way about baseball, too. It's like a guy tries to beat out a fucking ground ball and like pulls his hamstring. I'm like, what, what is the point then? If you're an athlete, you should be able to run to first base you healthily. <laughs> you can't run. You're a professional athlete. <laughs> your job is to kick the ball one way you can't kick it another way and like let alone like no. even if you're not good at it no big deal you, you get injured doing it simply practice it a few times <laughs> it's because they don't practice Dude, it look nfl teams hire me i'll here's what i'll do i'll come to your facility and i'll go hey punter practice some field goals for 20 minutes every day that's it that's all <laughs> Sign That's the my check. whole job. Sign the check. $30,000. Sign, sign the check. Hey, <laughs> d- kick, kick 50 field goals before you head back home today. Here, how about right? this? Maybe just like use your muscles. Use other muscles, you know? Like get on a boat Stre- wall. Hey, some, some of those Stretch all muscles, the muscles. You know? Yeah. You lazy ass. Stretch all your muscles rather than just your quad. Stretch all of them. Practice some field goals. It's like Maybe Zoolander. I can't turn left. Every sport has something like this. Like I've never had a good answer for when people are like, why can't the players just make the free throws in basketball? I don't get it, dude. That's like, my dad. My dad. My dad will never concede that LeBron is the best basketball player ever because he's like, he shoots seventy percent from the free throw line. How can you tell me the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time literally can't make free shots? That's such a good <laughs> argument. That's the funniest. He's like, thing he, he's just not. He's like, if there's one second left in the game and LeBron's at the line, are, are you confident he's going to make it? Then he's not the best player Actually, of all time. Craig, why? That's why is a, that? Like, why can't? Why is he such a bad free throw shooter? Right I don't time? know. Doing all the ads, you know. 
doesn't love the game. Michael Jordan was pretty good at free throws. Yes, he was. Eyes closed. No big deal. My single favorite football stat is that if you take out the year Tom Brady tore his ACL, the Bill Belichick Tom Brady Patriots won the AFC East at a higher rate than Michael Jordan made free throws. Jesus. What what was this? What was this career number? 84%. 84. Yeah, it's tactic, tactically really um condoms prevent um 89% of pregnancies and the Patriots won the AFC East <laughs> at 91%. So the wow. Patriots prevented the other three teams from winning the division better than condoms prevent pregnancies. There have just like there are seasons where LeBron, like LeBron made the finals in the 2016-17. He shot 67% from the line. Yeah, year? literally two out of three, which I'm not saying I How could do that. How is that possible? I, I could do that. I think I could do that. That's the thing. I think the problem is the best person you know at shooting free throws, uh, the gap between him and LeBron would be about the gap between him and Steph. Because Steph, it's like a 30% difference between, you know, Steph's at what, 91, 95? Yeah, Steph's like 92, 93. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you, we know someone Look, who could hit 40%. I understand context and pressure and all that stuff, but like, and I'm sure LeBron shoots like 95% in practice, but man- Dude, I ever tell you guys I got to shoot free throws in college at like halftime for free pizzas? It was like Craig's no. thing, but like it was the exact opposite. Craig hit the freaking half court shot. And I got 30 seconds to shoot 10 free throws. And I was a moron. How many did you have to make? Every one you made was a free pizza. Oh, okay. So I was a moron because the one thing I've never, I've never shot free throws on a clock. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, you like, not don't time. tell me you took like 15 seconds per shot. The opposite. He's like, he's like Carl Malone out there. Just the opposite. Oh, I was you went, so you went. worried. <laughs> I, in my brain, I was like, this is like Papa shot. I'm going to run out of time. Oh, God, And it no. was the opposite. I just started cranking him. And I shot all. And I'm actually, I'm actually a decent free throw shooter. And I, and I made two it's of ten. bricking him. And I look up, and there are 23 of the 30 seconds left on the clock. I shot 10 shots in seven seconds. How is that possible? I don't know. Oh, man, I was just—I wasn't thinking. I wasn't it was thinking. Unconscious I was there. thinking if I take my time and shoot, I'm going to run out of time. And that so doesn't I just, seem physically well, how, possible. How many pizzas do you need? I feel like you make three to four, you get four pizzas for free. Yeah. Two was. Plenty. I think Good that, enough. that's like a fine amount of pizzas to have at any given time. I feel like well, the perfect strategy. You know, that is like every three returns. seconds like, you get I'm off not a shot. Do maybe. anything with these pizzas. And the yeah. guy at the college I went to, the guy who did it, he looked like like a dead ringer for Carrot Top. That was like our MC guy. And we got to shoot and I look up and I don't think he had ever prepared for me to finish 20 seconds earlier. So he had nothing prepared. He's like, wow, how about that? Oh, so you only got, you used up all your opportunities. I see. Okay. I used 10 shots just get to shoot seven as many seconds. as you want. No, I could not <laughs> choose as many as I wanted. <laughs> I don't say that's not like possible. I, I know say, one I shot every three that, seconds is is very doable. I'm surprised you didn't just immediately do that math in your head. And you're like, all right, shot well, I didn't know seconds. the rules. They just pulled me up like, yeah, ten shots, thirty seconds. Here's a ball, and I was like, oh god, that doesn't sound like a lot of time. <laughs> That's <laughs> anyway. so funny. God damn it! What were we talking about, Aaron? Grieve. Anything else? You guys want to? We could turn this into Aaron childhood traumas I mean, if, if, or public embarrassments. Anything else? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. Uh, for FanDuel television here, what are my traumas that I can kind of unveil? I had a bird poop on me one time. <laughs> Where? Was like, I have, was like I have also been pooped on by a bird. I was on a field trip at, in elementary school. It's a classic scenario where it, it's truly cliche, I know, but like there was a group of like 15 kids all standing in a semicircle around me <laughs> pointing and laughing because I had poop on my shirt. <laughs> like I very, very They were, they were like nan 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 you? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was trying to get help. Like somebody helped me clean this off. And they're all like running away from me and just like screaming and stuff. Like it was just, you know, 
It's pretty they bad. say that's good luck, and I'm convinced that's one of those things that they say is good luck because some old wise parent just told their kid that one time, and then they just spread it, and now people yeah. think it's true. It's like, it's like raining on your wedding. It's like, oh, that's good luck. It's like, is it? It's you just, just said that. Or is it just really better. inconvenient? <laughs> You're just really bummed out. <laughs> cloudy. Oh, it's better for the pictures. <laughs> that's actually, that's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> there, no shadows. So that's real. <laughs> All right. You want to send you some emails? Emails. All right, fantasy Emails. court. All right. You guys had a fantasy court case on Friday, which I'm not familiar with, mm -hmm. but I think I can kind of act as an appeals court here because you got a lot of traction on this. Craig, you had a friend accused of cheating? Yeah, so the guy who was in the fantasy semifinals, and I use their real names because I, they deserve it. His name was Jackson. <laughs> Jackson is in the playoffs. He texted Alessandro, who is not in the playoffs, and said, hey, you should add Tyler Boyd. So Logan, the guy I'm playing in the playoffs, can't get him. And Alessandro said, yo, this is collusion. And Jackson's like, no, no, no. I'm just suggesting that you pick up Tyler Boyd. You, you would need him. You're, you're trying to not lose. Uh, you're not trying to, you know, lose in the toilet bowl. Like, you should pick up Tyler Boyd. You have the most fab money. Like, you can actually pay to get him. And Alessandro immediately screenshotted that conversation and sent it to the group chat. Just a whistleblower. He said, Kamish, this is, is this collusion. <laughs> And Jackson immediately retreated and was like, oh, shit. I, if y'all think this is collusion, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to be. Um, but my problem is, like I said, is I feel like for I've been the commissioner for 12 years of this league. I feel like the mayor of a city that doesn't have any crime because this is really <laughs> the first infraction. I don't know what to do now that there's been a murder in my city. Mm. How bad is this? Is this a big deal? What do I do? And then now that for context, now that we're past the week, Jackson lost this week. So he's out anyway. He's not, ball in, the, don't he's lie. not in the finals. Yeah, ball don't, the ball don't lie rule applies. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm super wrong. He's in the finals. Oh, oh no. Ball lied. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Here's why. Ball does lie. I think it's fine. I don't think, I don't think there should be a punishment for Jackson. And I also don't even think it's that snake of a move. What? Really? Because here's, there's two different things here. It's clear cut collusion. There's, we'll come back to whether it's collusion in a second, but there's a different thing we have to establish first. There's a lot of people who are like, if you don't make the playoffs, you shouldn't make waiver ads because it messes with the competitiveness of the finals. And so, but, but we have finals, incentives to play because we have a loser's bracket. And if you're in last place, it's a punishment. I think that completely misses the forest for the trees. If people are trying to win, who are out of the playoffs week 17, that's a good league. And all your rules, like no one should be like, hey, people who's like didn't miss the playoffs, ignore your teams. Like, I just think that's the wrong thing to be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm I'm of the mind that especially, and also if you, Craig, you have incentives, like if you have a punishment or anything, yeah, I, I strongly think people should be like competitive and setting their lineups. So you want to have a, a, a culture where people are all trying to win every week even miss the playoffs. So if that's the case, let me ask you a different question for DK, my question. If you're in the semifinals mm -hmm. and you know you the other guy has Josh Jacobs and Zamir White and you text them, hey, just so you know, it's, I know it's Christmas. Josh Jacobs actually got ruled out. You might want to swap in Zamir White and you want the other guy to lose. Is that is that collusion? You're saying this to your opponent? Or I, I don't or, I don't know. For whatever reason, like you someone you want someone to lose. So you text the person playing them to remind them, hey, just so you know. Got it. Zamir White, you should swap that. Is that like wrong to remind someone that set the lineup? You know, because that happens, you know, like the person playing doesn't realize they have a guy who's out. Like, I don't that think wrong? that's collusion. I don't think so either. Because you're not colluding with anybody. Yeah. But so my question is, what's the difference between reminding someone? This is a genuine question. What is the difference between reminding someone to play someone who's out 
versus suggesting, hey, you should add this player. Because I think in the scenario you pose with DK, the outcome directly affects, like all three teams in that scenario are are directly affected by one another. And in, in, in my scenario, Alice, what, what happens to Alessandro that has no bearing on Jackson? Like Jackson is asking Alessandro to do something that it doesn't matter for Jackson's team. You know what I mean? Here's my flip side. Here's my other, the other reason I'm torn on this. Forget the specifics of the situation. If one guy was just like, <laughs> yeah, I added Tyler Boyd because it's funny that you don't have him now. I'm like, isn't that the whole point of fantasy football? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't it just like, yeah, sucks. I got him. You can't have him. Oh, you're going to lose. So like, you think this is funny. clean? It's kind of the reason we play. So you think there should be all these back channeling saying like, hey, how can we fuck these people in the playoffs? I never said it was clean. I said that there's a certain kind of dirty. That's funny. <laughs> That's all. So your ruling is not clean, but funny. I think we send this to a higher court. I think the appeals what? court, I think there's a case here. Uh, okay. You might have to elevate. Do I have a question. Did did Jackson offer anything to Alessandro? No. Key. That's the thing. Merely suggested it since Alessandro mm. had the most fab money. That's I'm, why I, I don't think I, it's collusion I think Kyfitz actually is making a pretty good argument here. I'm rethinking. I still feel like it's like he's texting him individually, which makes it feel collusion-y instead of like texting the group like, hey, somebody pick this guy up. You know what I mean? It's Honestly, like doing it behind what, his back. That's or, a great point. Would it have been collusion if, if Alessandro, if Jackson texted the entire group and said, somebody should pick up Tyler Boyd. I don't want Logan to get him. Is that collusion? There's something snaky about what, what Jackson was doing. I agree. But I don't actually, I agree. now I'm like rethinking it because Heifetz makes a good point. This is like a good appeal because Heifetz's example, I think is relevant, especially if Alessandro has something to play for. Collusion is like, I will, hey, you know that bar tab we had last night? You don't have to Venmo me if you pick up Tyler Boyd. Right, that right. is fucking cheating. Right. But like, hey, Tyler Boyd might help it's you win. It's merely a suggestion. And you're like, Tyler Boyd might help you win. And then you're like, if he, if Alessandro then looks, it's like, Tyler Boyd would help me win and does it. How is that wrong? Like, to me, what's the difference between the good, what are you at a restaurant and he's like, hey, man, what should I do? You're like, I don't know, add Tyler Boyd. Like, I don't know. It's like, where are we drawing the line here? Right. Like, is it collusion if Alessandro hears, if, hears me on a podcast say you should pick up Tyler Boyd? I don't know. You know? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. It's just like, it's like, what, what did he do? He's like, hey, you should pick this guy up. Also, it would help me. Like, this seems honest. I'm reading back at Craig's, uh, Craig wrote in the doc, the fantasy court. So this is all Craig, but it feels like there's leading, there's some leadingness to it. Cause Craig used the word, pers he, tr Jackson tried to persuade someone. He, he who was did. out of the playoffs to pick up Tyler That's Boyd. not leading. That's, then, that is accurate. And then, no, but Craig, then you said, the person who received this bribe immediately brought it to the group. Okay, it's not a bribe. <laughs> and I think that maybe, that maybe like actually worked on me a little bit there. Can I, can I tell you, can I give you a, a real take? Yeah. Okay. Alessandro's a fucking narc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read you the, the actual screenshot. <laughs> I'm going to remove the expletives. Um, <laughs> says, are you going to pick up Tyler Boyd? Take him off the market. And Alessandro said, don't be colluding, you rat. And Jackson said, this isn't colluding. I'm telling you to make the best decision for your team. And Alessandro said, the team that's not in the playoffs, question mark, collusion. And Jackson said, all good, figured I'd check. And Alessandro said, I might have to report you to the league. And Jackson said, report me. You're colluding by leaving him on the market, even though he'd benefit your team. Okay. I changed my mind. That's the most guilty sounding text I've ever. Thought, you know what that reminds me of? That's like Game of Thrones. My favorite, one of my favorite quotes of Thrones is when they're like, they're like the Tywin's planning to like screw over the Tyrells and, and, and Cersei's like, I, I don't know about this plan. He's like, it's not a plan. It's a plot. 
I'm back. I'm back to being this being collusion. The back. Yeah, I'm glad no, to it's not collusion, out. though. It's not collusion. It's just dirty because collusion is quid pro quo. He was offered nothing. He was what he said was, do you want to screw? Hey, Alessandro, do you want to screw over our friend? And he was like, no. He was like, oh. And so that's saying it's not a rule breaking thing. It's like a social like I think that the challenge to me is like, what was the rule? I think that Alessandro saying I don't want Tyler Boyd. Jackson is trying to get Alessandro to do his dirty work. Like he's trying to get Alessandro to do something that will directly benefit. He's trying him. to ensure Logan cannot get Tyler Boyd. Yes, but if he had just added him, like it's kind of funny. So what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Tyler Boyd had eight points. Who cares? Yeah, I was going to say like Tyler Boyd, <laughs> by the way, it's not like Tyler Boyd's a slam dunk addition either. Like, no, I know. But yeah, judging after the fact, what if Tyler Boyd had 28 points? Like I have to, I, I feel like I have to decide the punishment before the week had started. And I, I didn't. People, people suggested that I should like however many points Tyler Boyd scored. I remove that from Jackson's score. <laughs> no. Or I remove, I, I remove the amount of points Tyler Boyd scored from Jackson's fab money next year. So instead of 200, he gets 192. I mean, the public shaming is probably pretty good. I think eight, eight fab points is probably good, especially, you know, this doesn't happen in your town a lot. I think the eight, $8 off his fab is probably pretty fine. Just like a little shot. The funny thing is, is Logan ended up getting Tyler Boyd and didn't even start him and lost. <laughs> All right. There's your fantasy. I Apple it ruling. I think that, you know, maybe we have to elevate this. We'll see what their, their respective. Well, hold on. What's really, are we slap on the wrist? Is it sticking with that? Some sort of like, I like the fab punishment. money. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Doc eight bucks. You know why the tone? I don't think he broke a huge rule, but the tone of his text, he knew what he was doing was like kind of off. Also, it's just trying to be like a used car salesman about it. Oh, yeah. You're going to, wow, you're going to, it's not going to help your team. Come on. Yeah. For the backtrack. <laughs> you know, he immediately felt bad. Let's let you know he was doing something wrong. Bingo. Next up here, Craig, word on the street. Yeah. We got some bad news about um, Gentleman's Piss Club. Somebody emailed us, Lucas. Shouts out Lucas for emailing us. There was, a, there was a Zillow video, some Instagram reel somebody made in 2022 is, uh, shows this house in Michigan and there's like a, like a personal bar in the house, but on the opposite side of the bar. So on the inside of the bar is where like the bartender would stand. You know, that's where you serve the drinks. There's the shelf behind you. But on the outside of the bar, like theoretically where the stools would be. And again, this is in somebody's house in Michigan. There are just two urinals like embedded in the bar. There's never a new and original idea, Craig. It, that's insane. One of them has like a little step. It's for like smaller people. So when you start drinking with your son. this I think as much as I love <laughs> idea, I think that this is an insane thing to have in your house. Well, like, I don't really understand it. Like, is it so you can stand at the bar and and literally pee while drinking and it's just a never ending cycle? <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't know why the it has to be waterfall. in the bar itself. The also, you know what the other part is? Who likes standing at a urinal? Like if it's in your own house. I don't know about that. So I, I went on my bachelor party. We got a big cabin in, in Oregon. So I got like the, you know, the fancy master suite or whatever. And my bathroom had this big walk-in bathroom. And I guess all bathrooms are walk-in, but it was a large bathroom. <laughs> and there, there was a, there was like a private toilet room, but a opposite the toilet. toilet. And you know what I mean? Like there's a bathroom yes. and there's like a private, a door separating the bathroom. But in the bathroom was a toilet and opposite the toilet was a urinal. Nice. And I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. I think there should be urinals in bathrooms. I think it's great. I agree. But the problem is the urinals in the kitchen. It's in well, the bar. it's not in the kitchen. It's in the bar in the basement. It's weird, but it's like, is this guy kind of at the ground floor of the gentleman's piss club? And know, should we guy, bring him in? Is this guy a fucking genius or is, is he <laughs> insane? That's we have to question. buy this IP and bring it in under the gentleman's piss club brand. Here's my question. My take. Yeah. Two urinals 
is almost mm-hmm. weirder than one. Like, like having none is the most normal, but I actually think the gap between having zero to one is wild, but having two urinals is crazy to me. I, that's a good call. How many people live in your house? Like how many times do you actually need to pee at the same time? But why can't the two urinals just be in a, like a, a, a room off, an offshoot of the bar? Like, why does it have to be in literally in the bar itself? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think the two urinals in your own house is weird. I agree with that. I will say though, pro urinal in a home. I mean, think about it. the conflict of like the wife versus husband. You, you never lift the seat up. That's all gone. And it saves urinal. water. I think. I always thought the urinal or the bathroom from New Girl was like the coolest bathroom in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, their apartment, their loft. They, they literally have like a public restroom privately, right? Where there's like three stalls and a couple urinals oh, yeah, and like yeah, a shower. Yeah, yeah. And I've always thought like that should be the way all bathrooms are built, just privately. I love that idea. Like imagine a, a master bathroom has like two stalls. You, you and your, your partner can go to the bathroom at the same time. You got a urinal in there. So you don't have to lift the seat up issue. I think it's great. You don't wash the towel. The towel washes you. You're clean. <laughs> <laughs> you have never washed your towel. He's like dry heaving. Shout out Arts District <laughs> Brewing Co. in LA, which is directly across the street from the new girl apartment. I know. That was like me yeah. going to Graceland. When I saw it, we went, we met up at like, this bar for our first post pandemic thing. I think Yeah, and I was like, Holy fuck. It's the, it's the new girl loft. Holy shit. I was like starstruck at a building. (laughs) (laughs) It's two buildings. (laughs) I was like taking pictures of the building. building? I sent the picture to as many people as I knew. Wait, email us at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com. If other buildings you've been starstruck by, (laughs) we want to know starstruck buildings. What are the most, yes. Like awe inspiring buildings. I don't know. <laughs> like the, the most, the most iconic the like towers, television and film yeah. movies or buildings. The two buildings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Y'all can tell me Plaza Die Hard's probably a big one. Yep. When I lived in Los Angeles, one of the many places I lived early in my uh, internship tenure, there was a Ralph's on that I got. Very sad, but I was working Christmas Eve because it was seven years ago at this point. And I got went to Ralph's and I made myself some like very sad like mini hot dogs or some I don't know something for Christmas Eve some very like man dinner of twenty three year old Danny, and then I watched Die Hard and it was the Leo DiCaprio meme because when they zoomed out from Nakatomi Tower, my the Ralph's I was just at was in the shot and I was eating the food. <laughs> no, like, oh, no way! That's where I got it. That's where I got it. That was like <laughs> thrilling. Yeah, Nakatomi Plaza is uh, it's in Century City. Yeah, email during your fantasy football Gmail. I like I like this starstruck location. Starstruck building rankings i feel like a lot of people like the friends apartment building yeah west village picture that just like the one with like the big old windows yeah, yeah. the outside of it people like okay. that you know forever we always heard about like oh the friends that they could never afford that apartment i rewatched friends from the beginning and actually it actually they explained it immediately it was their grandmothers and it was rent controlled so they could never give it away i'm like oh that is that right? Perfect sense. Wow. They explained it. But yeah. Hand it down. They, wait, they both were? There's, there's two of them. The though. other one was probably, but the, the huge one, because it's like, that would be so, they're so all much Nepo money. Babies. Yeah, exactly. It was rent controlled and they just gave it to them. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> they explained it immediately. Uh, Jack dropped in the chat, the full house painted ladies from San Francisco. That's like iconic. Oh, were yeah, they famous? Yeah, yeah. I actually don't know this now that you say that. I thought they were just famous before full house, but full house didn't make those famous, did they? No, but they I actually put it don't into know like that. pop. I, I feel like they put it into pop culture like huh. context. Like I, I would have been like, well. oh, that's a cool park in San Francisco. But now you know that as the full house. Oh, house, shit. You know, I'm talking, and I'm not talking like for this category for what we're asking for for emails is not like, oh, what's the coolest building you've ever seen? Because it's inevitably going to be like some cool, big ass, like architectural, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about like 
pop culture spot. Yeah. That I love the recognize. Sagrada Familia, but we're talking about the French <laughs> right. new girl apartment. Right. They've That's been building this for 200 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. We got. All right. So that was uh, mostly Festivus. Uh, Festivus doesn't end, though, until the feats of strength. DK, until you pin me, this episode is not <laughs> over. So prepare yourself. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack, for help behind the scenes. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jerry Stiller, legend, Festivus. Yeah. A lot of problems. Thank you, Lauren. We just got an email from a guy right now, <laughs> popped up on my phone. The title of the email is, who the fuck is Lauren? <laughs> hey, we guys. Get, we get one of those a week. We get one a week. At least. Every pod, and I mean every single pod, I've been waiting for the explanation for who the hell Lauren is. Don't I've say gone it. through cycles of thinking Hyphus is saying things like Lord, Lore, Lauren, and I've settled on Lauren for the past couple of years. Please help me have peace. <laughs> Don't say it. Here's what I like. We've alluded to it probably every. I think we we answer it every twelve episodes probably, but people just miss it. And I I, I kind of don't ever want to. We've it. answered it like twice in three years. Yeah, every twelve episodes is crazy. Do we do we do twelve it? episodes every three weeks. Christmas yeah. present, and then there's still a ton yes, of people listening. We should listening give this guy won't. peace. Come on, he's asking for us at to- the end of at the end of every Saturday Night Live episode. The host. Thanks, the musical guest, the cast, and Lauren Michaels, the creator of Saturday Night Live. And so we recreate that by having DK pretend to be a guest. We thank Lauren, and then DK has to thank a band just like Saturday Night Live, where there's always. So it's kind of like, it's kind of out of order, but that's fine. I like the idea that Heifetz says, thank you, Lord, at the end of every episode. <laughs> we just thank Lord, the artist. But is that is that weirder than thanking Lauren Michaels? I don't no, know. I'm talking about God. <laughs> Oh, he's oh, like, oh, our Lord. Like, you know, like the sign of the cross, no. and like pointing up. Thank you, Lord. Somebody says Lord to me. I go L O R D E. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Uh, thank you, Radiohead. Dude, that was. How did you not go Lord right there? That was just. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I feel like DK's not a say? Lord guy. No, I actually love Lord. Dude, Royals just rip. That uh, The first album is. I, that's like one Green, I'll listen to like the entire way through kind of deal. It's so good. It's good. Greenlight is an absolute banger. Greenlight's good. Supercut's good too. Supercut's uh, great. White Teeth Teens. I don't great know. One. One, What's the buzz cut season? There's so many good ones. Do we switch to Radiohead? I'm talking about Lord. Oh, buzz cut season. I don't know that one. I don't, I don't know that one either. Double check me. Oh yeah. I like the song. I like Solar Power. That, that song was good. I didn't like the album. Um, white teeth teens, buzz cut season. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the other names. Glory and Glory and Gore. It's a good one. Hmm. The whole the whole album's a banger. Pure heroin. Radiohead really getting shafted right here. Sorry, Radiohead. <laughs> Market corrected by Lord. Because <laughs> I'm a creep. <laughs> it's not aged well. Goodbye, everyone.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.